I don't know what I'm going to share, um, so it'll be, we'll just wait and see what comes, because I've not written the sermon. If you want to hear a good sermon, I suggest you listen to Libby's sermon that's on from last week. It's really good. It's on the website, and David's from the week before, um, uh, and I'll be riffing off yours a bit in a moment, um, Libby. Um, we've just been singing... Uh, I'm not sure I can remember the lyrics. Um, My hope is in you alone. I can't remember how the phrase went. Is that right? Um, And so my question is, is it? Is is our hope in Christ Jesus alone? And I ask that because... Oh, there we are. Thank you. Um, I wanted... When Tim suggested I speak from... Um, just share something of my heart. I really wanted to share something about hope because as I look back through my journey with Jesus and through how he's been shaping my ministry over the last four years, hope has been a common repeating theme. It was hope that saved me in the first place. Um, I was in a bit of turmoil after a friend died and it was coming to recognise that without hope we die and that there is only one trustworthy and true hope and his name is Jesus. There is no other hope that is true and everlasting and whilst Jesus lives, which for the record, is forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hope lives. And so our hope is invited to be in him alone. And so I chose Psalm 30 because it is, I would describe it as my testimony psalm. It explains, it speaks of... uh, of going down into the pit, of being, of experiencing suffering of various kinds, but of God redeeming and saving and rescuing from the dark places. And then you get this beautiful phrasing at the end of, you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. And that's, Uh, I believe is what God has done for me when he saved me from a very dark place. But I've seen that repeating testimony again and again of where he has healed me or rescued me and restored from um, the darkness. Even the last four years, I had a bit of a um, battle with fatigue and God rescued me from that and set my feet on solid ground and has completely healed me from that. The reason I'm sharing these things is last, well, all sorts of reasons, but Libby's brilliant sermon last week spoke of um, us each having stories to tell. And we do each have stories to tell. And so hope in hopelessness has been my repeated story, um, which is why, yeah, so that's what I'm sharing today. And it was through hope that I was saved, repeated hope that I am being saved. But we then had a glimpse in Revelation 
to that eternal hope, that picture of what it looks like when there will be no more weeping, there will be no more suffering. Uh, and that is our hope to hold on to in Christ Jesus. There is no other way to that eternal freedom except by Jesus. He is the way and the only way, the truth and the life, the resurrection and the life. And so it is in him alone that we put our hope for that eternal life. And as Paul prayed earlier, it is only by Christ that we can draw near to the Father. You and I would never really have the audacity to wipe away one another's tears from our faces. We might do for a child, but not for one another. And yet that's the picture of our Heavenly Father with that intimacy and care. Knowing the struggles and troubles and choosing to, even though he is almighty and creator of the whole universe and holy, 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 because Jesus has opened the way to the intimacy with him, he himself will wipe away every little tear from our face so that we can be set in that everlasting joy and dancing with him in the, in, in the body of Christ. And so that is our eternal hope. Do we hope in him alone? My answer would be yes and not yet. Um, uh, on that road, I think that would be the case for all of us. We do put our hope in him alone, and yet there's still uh, areas that we're called to hope yet more in him and less in other things. That will be an ongoing journey for each of us. And so on that, I'll just tell you a story of where I am and where I'm going, so that uh, I don't have to say it 50 times later. This last year, God has been saying a few things, but really consistently through quite a few people and through his word. He's been saying, be bold and courageous. He's been saying, wait. He's been saying, um, I'm going to work in a suddenly. And so uh, I've held my nerve through this year and it's felt like playing chicken sometimes because I can see uh, you know, the end of my income and housing coming into sharp focus. Uh, but he's been saying, just hold on and wait and trust and hope in him alone. And uh, I can understand his timing a bit more now that we've got a one-legged vicar. It's made a bit more sense that I've been holding on to the very end. Uh, but um, a couple of months ago, well, through this year, I've been bringing before God my, my heart's desire because the Bible tells us to do that. God invites us to bring our heart's desires to him. And one of my heart's desires, um, partly because I don't have children of my own, is that I might be within close proximity to my sister and her little boys, my nephews, um, because any of you who have talked to me for more than five minutes will know that I'm really proud of them and love them a bit. And I really enjoy being a part of their lives. And so one of my heart's desires has been, Lord, may I be near to them so that I can continue being an active part in their lives. 
God invites us to bring our hearts' desires to him, but obviously he is all loving and all wise and knows best. And about two months ago, one evening, the Lord said to me, I'm calling you to lay that down now. I'm calling you to die to that desire. And my head said, yes, Lord, anything for you. You are God, you are Lord, you're holy, yes. But my heart said, ouch, that's, um, that's getting close, that's hard. But I worked through it, and God never asks us to... Um, he's asked me plenty of times in the past to die for things and relationships and whatever and lay them down. But he never does it because he's mean or because he just wants to test us a little bit harder. He does it because he loves us. And because in the laying down, the dying, and putting our hope more fully in him alone, we are released into greater freedom. We're released into a greater measure of love than we ever could have been had we held on to those heart's desires. And that journey can be hard, but it is what Jesus said, isn't it? The Old Testament speaks of, you be faithful and you will be blessed, but it shifts with Jesus' teaching. There isn't the same uh, economy. Jesus says, you will suffer for mine's sake. I'm inviting you to take up your cross and follow me. As in, there is self-denial and dying to self of suffering that is part of our discipleship, of our following Jesus. If we don't, I question if we're really following him all that attentively. But I say that it's not, it's not cruelty from God. It's an extraordinary, wise love that leads us deeper into trusting, freeing, liberating relationship with him. And so um, I, I worked through, dying to that, gave that up. And had I not done that, I would not have been so responsive or able to say yes to what God subsequently has put before me. So I do have a job to go to, hallelujah, praise the Lord. It has been as suddenly. Um, and when I can tell you the details, um, it's a series of quite extraordinary testimonies that go, that if you were to look at this situation from a worldly perspective, uh, you would say, well, that's impossible. Thankfully, I'm not great, I don't have great attention to details, so I missed some of the there's some of the impossibilities until afterwards. Um, I can't tell you where it is or what it is because we're still waiting for the legalities, the safeguarding stuff to be finalised. So um, I will let you know further down the line when I'm allowed to announce it. But I'm really excited about this. It is not in this diocese, it's not close to my family which is God's grace, that he led me through that letting go before he said, and this is what I'm offering for you.
I'm really excited about the post that God has called me to. Um, it's going to be a big stretch, but it's going to be life-giving. And it is, it's like a hand-in-glove fit for me. It's almost like um, God's written it precisely for me. Um, so I'm just amazed by his wisdom, his generosity. And I just share that story because it's just as an encouragement that it is worth journeying to put our hope in him alone and to keep dying to self and looking at where we may be putting our false hope, our hope in the wrong things that may be good, but they're not God. And to just keep going on that journey of dying to self, taking up your cross, and walking into the freedom of the promise, the hope that is set before us in Christ Jesus. So, that's my story, that's my word of encouragement, and that'll do. (laughs) Peter's got your hand up. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.